now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuitsFlex.com. BWB, what's up? Yo, what's good? It's Wale. This is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. Welcome to the February 17th edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Uh, it is Michael Jordan's birthday today. It's Jim Brown's birthday. His too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Didn't 80, know that. Michael Jordan's 54 and Jim Brown's 81. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to Michael Jordan and Jim Brown. Uh, joining us this week is our brother from the BWB. Uh, if y'all don't know what that means, don't worry about it. Uh, and also, socialsuitplace.com, Jeremy Donovan. What's going on, Jeremy? Nothing much, man. Just trying to get over and stay over. <laughs> top talent, you know. <laughs> you know. You know how top talent, how hard it is to be top talent out here. Yeah, you know, trying to trying to rise up and stay up, as they say. Yeah. Y'all killing me? You know, got to always go over. And, you know, exactly. In order to go over, you got to be over. You exactly. Know? You know, uh, apparently, unless you're the new WWE champion, Bray Wyatt. Um, <laughs> so, I guess we can start there. Um, Bray Wyatt won the WWE Championship in the Elimination Chamber on last Sunday. Uh, we're a couple days removed now. So, um, you know, here on One Nation Radio, we've been very critical of Bray Wyatt, to, to put it lightly. Uh, we've done everything from laugh at his feuds, where every you know single thing, uh, well the same thing kept happening in every single feud, to his lack of great matches on pay per view, to his rambling promos, to his magical superpowers, to the weird obsession with everyone wanting him to be the top guy. So I'm going to throw it to you guys. Bray Wyatt won the WWE Championship on Sunday, and it made you feel what? Go ahead, Jeremy. Well, I, I, to me, I, I all kind of emotions: disappointed, upset. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Bray Wyatt, the character, is a great character. Has a great entrance. The fans were involved, but overall. You're talking about the world title being awarded to, it's supposed to be awarded to the top in-ring guy. The main event of WrestleMania, you're supposed to see the top in-ring talents going against each other. And now we are in a situation where we're going to see Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. <laughs> when, when, when they had the opportunity to do Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, a first-time matchup at WrestleMania, can you imagine? They, I mean, that match easily... Four stars just from the open bell. Right. Like, they could mess up and have four stars in that match. That's a great point you have to make, Jeremy. I didn't even think about the possibility of Orton Styles. Uh, I guess they're saving it. Maybe that's SummerSlam. You know, who knows? Uh, but, James, you, you got this look on your face like you sitting here ready to unload. So, I'm going to throw it to you. All right. So, I want to say sometime around... 
maybe maybe it was maybe it was around the time of of last year's WrestleMania uh-huh. when he didn't have a match on the card, and I thought to myself, "Wow, this dude's not gonna be on the card." And like, I personally don't like him, but by all accounts, from everything you hear from every uh, dirt sheet, whatever you want to call him, if you're Bruce Pitchard or news news observer or whatever else, or the torch is that they have him as a guy that is going to be a focal point in their immediate future and even long-term future. Yeah, for this kind of generation. Like, right, right, for, you know, the next five years or so. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, you look back at all of his feuds, and, you know, heels generally lose more than um, big matches or whatever, more than faces, because faces, you know, the good guys are supposed to win more. Right. Like, the good guy, like, when you have two guys that are equal... And generally, the hill is supposed to only be able to win if they cheat at the end, right? No. So, for me, in the way he cheated was he always had numbers. He always ran a number game on you. But for me, you look back and you see the way he like he's lost, and you know certain things where like he took bad losses he shouldn't have t- taken at different points. And, you know, that started out early. Like people were griping that he lost to John Cena. It's like it's John fucking Cena. Like if we're going off like off the you know the whole type thing of the top star should win more than they should lose. Well, then the top star should go over this guy. Sorry. He should go over generally anybody except for maybe Brock Lesnar at this point. Right. right. So, but you can along the line and you start looking at it. It's like, wow, he's, he's, he lost that. Like the only few he's really won is Dean Ambrose. Um, so in role right now, he also beat Randy Orton. Yeah. Too. He's won a Chris Jericho feud. He's, That's true. He's, he beat Bryback, the one yeah. pay-per-view they had. But, he you know. Jeremy, yeah, but the ones everyone wanted him to win. The, like, the ones that have ever really mattered, he's, 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 he's lost. I mean, he beat Daniel Bryan in a feud. That's true. That's, that is true. He beat Daniel Bryan in a feud. But, I mean, like, they were, people really wanted him to beat Randy Orton. They, I'm sorry, not Randy Orton. But they really wanted him to beat John Cena. They really wanted him to beat Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, that ain't happening. But. You know. I wanted him to beat Undertaker, too. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that point, yeah, I kind of felt bad for him because he's literally carrying this kid on his own, and then he, all he's going to do is get served up. Yeah. <laughs> right? They, yep. get, they, get, they get slain. Uh, so, from all the, all the stuff you hear about him is they, they believe in him. So, I'm thinking, all right, well, at some point, he has to start winning, right? So, he beats Randy Orton. He has Randy Orton part of his... Uh, stable. They win the tag titles. Um, they break up. Randy Orton wins the Royal Rumble, and now he wins the title. And he, and he, I mean, he beats John Cena clean as a sheet, and then he beats AJ Styles clean as a sheet in the same night. Like that's obviously it's the same match, and it's a elimination chamber. But it's like, I don't really, in my mind, like kayfabe wise, that can't be too far off from Jericho being Austin and Rock in the same night. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so, I mean, for me, if, if, if you were trying to build a guy to be a heel and, like, he has, you know, what, the second or third biggest guy in the company or on that brand as basically, like, a freaking uh, follower, then congratulations. This dude is, has been built pretty well over the last four, five, six, four, five, six months, right? right. So, they've done a good job with him, and then he beats John Cena clean. Um, Technical difficulties were back, James, you were saying? About him beating John Cena clean, yeah. I mean that'll that'll do it. But yeah, he's been built pretty well over the six, last six months. So I mean, if you know, he's not necessarily my cup of tea. And the issue in the ring is still going to be the issue that's going forward. But 
if they say if they're going to make all those claims that they believe in them, then you might as well you know give them some. And they've they've done well with them, so let's see going forward. They've done a good job this this week so far. If you look at the whole bill behind them, like they quietly been scheming this since Survivor Series. Like um, yeah, good. yeah, I have noticed that uh, him and Orton were the last two. Yep. Uh, the surviving members of the virus series, they let them pin Reigns. Yeah. Um, Look real strong. And then, yeah, and then we saw that they were the final two at the Royal Rumble. So, yeah, they've been slowly planting the seeds of this Bray Wyatt push, and we just kind of never really noticed it. Right. Till now. Yeah, I think, I think the thing for me that I, I guess the reason why I'm not as, um, I'm more ambivalent to it is, you know all the all the WrestleMania cards that came out for months, and it said like you know this like this like is going to be the match. So I mean, if Orton wins the Royal Rumble, then why was dude dude after win this belt? So I think I think I already made my peace with it, and I was um, okay with it. And they did a pretty good job. I mean, you know how I am most stuff like I can forgive most sins if the match is fire. So uh-huh. match fire, so I can I can get with it. So, the, so what what do you think is going to happen now with this battle royal? Is going to happen next week on SmackDown? We saw Orton has given up his uh, spot as of right now to face Wyatt. You think Harper's going to go over in the battle royal, and then we're going to see a triple threat? No, I think the AJ is going to get fucked somehow, and that's going to start the Shane feud. Yep, I think AJ is going to win it, and then something's going to happen where Orton takes the shot back, and then. Styles will be like, well, what about my shot? And then they will be like, you get no shot. And then, you know, AJ Styles will be like, I'll whoop your ass pretty much to Shane McMahon. Shane might get, no, I think what happens is like AJ's going to have to get a voyage or something ridiculous like that. And then it's going to look bad. Like, it's, yep, it's going to be stupid. It's going to be something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, you were talking about the match being fire. Uh, speaking of a match being fire, we had Randy Orton and Luke Harper go at it. Um, is there any chance in hell that Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton t- top that no. match they had? No, no. Dude, there, there is no way. Like, they would have to pull out probably the best RKO out of nowhere in that match to even get close to the Orton-Harper level. Because the thing is... And when we talked about this with Orton is like you can say you can people complain about Orton about how he's he's so his his pace is so slow and so this and that and and, and he's plotting or whatever and then like you look at all of his matches or, or matches on pay per view single matches like by the time you get to like the last three two to three minutes of a card everybody's out losing their fucking minds of it like, like he knows what he, he that's how he builds he builds slow he builds slow pace he's not going out there trying to you know. Do a bunch of monkey flips so he's not a flippy floppy dude. That's not his thing. He, he knows how to work. Right. Yeah, he knows how to work. Right. So like, we'll see how this goes because Orton's are uh, because Wyatt's not the kind of level of um, worker in ring as Harper, but it's not like he's. I don't. When I watch his match, I don't think he's awful. I don't think he's bad. I think he's a capable hand, but he just as for whatever reason. I think a lot of it is due to the wackiness of his character. Yeah. It's never, like, put together, like, really uh, a solid selection of matches to choose from on pay-per-view. Uh, I I want to talk about real quick. We're going to be, like, skipping all over because we're going to try to get some a little bit of Raw, some SmackDown, and, right, of course, right, right. Elimination Chamber. But uh, Nikki Bella and Natty had 
uh, a match where they went to a double count out on pay-per-view. I just want to say I thought it was the perfect finish uh, to that to that match. These two had a had a decent showing against each other. They um, they and, and I felt like it wasn't the time to beat either of them. And you know, often we look at matches that have fuck finishes like a like a DQ or a count out like, and it's just like we're pissed. But I didn't get that feeling. Did you guys? No, I didn't get that feeling at all. I think I agree with you. That was a great setup to lead into the Falls Count Anywhere match they're going to have uh, next week. And, you know, for what it was, you know, we all know that Nikki is not the most, you know, fluent in the ring, but I still think she does an okay job for her skill set. And we all know Natty is awesome and it's a great ring general. So I expect um, their Falls Count Anywhere match next week to be really fun. And I really enjoyed this Nikki and Natty feud. It's been one of the best things on uh, going on SmackDown. Feud of the year contender on the low. I don't know. I don't know why people are saying on the low. Like, bro, there's nothing better. There, there really, truly is nothing better than Nikki Bella getting ran up on, bro. Nothing. Yeah, man. How much, how much yeah. joy has that given you over the past, like, you know, six months or so, James? I mean, folks just jumping out on Nikki Bella for, left for, and right. For the record, the I jump zone, it's bro. Not, it's not, it's not joy as much as like outright laughter. Like it's pure like, comedy, bro. Like you, you've coined yeah. the term, yeah, that, the jump that, zone. The jump zone. She is, you know? she, like, she is just, she's there every time. Like she's, the pain is red. It's yeah. best way to say. Um, it's gotten to the point now where every week we're just anticipating when is Nikki going to get jumped and who is going to jump her. <laughs> like, it, it could literally be anybody. Better gimmick, the jump zone or the list. I don't know. I don't know. Look, look <laughs> I, no, I feel like Nikki, Nikki's wearing like the hardcore championship and she don't know it. That she, oh somebody God. got a 24 yeah. 7 rule going on her and she don't even know it. You ever, okay, Man. you ever hear, uh, the old timers talk about guys and when they come into the business or coming to uh, the first time they see guys they like their stars. They, the yeah. expression is, "Yeah, Donald Stein on your head for on your forehead, kid." Yeah, look, bro, I don't know what it is. Like maybe Nikki has a dollar sign on her forehead and people are just trying to jack her. Like, I, I, I think, <laughs> She's a come up, you know. And, and you know the best part is like I said this to you that. The reason why it's so good is because, like, she can, Nikki can never build sympathy because she is not a sympathetic character at all. Like, she's just, like, she's a model, she's a monotone, whitey person. It, it, it's fantastic. So, yep. and the other part is, like, so you know what? We all listen to uh, the uh, uh, F4W online, listen to different shows. And what up, Mike? Alvarez, Alvarez made this great point maybe like a week or two ago that, like, I'm. He, they're doing recaps now of uh, Total Divas on uh, on on Filthy oh, yeah. daily, yeah. Uh. So or weekly, whatever. So he was saying like the first episode, you see, or let's start from the beginning. If you the, everything that Natty says is she doesn't deserve her spot. The only reason she has spot is because she's dating John Cena, and that she has connection with Daniel Bryan and Nikki. And that she, uh, you know, she basically like slept her way to the top, right? Now, granted, like that's not that's not some new territory. Like AJ did that, you know, years, years ago. ago. But she so, didn't do it with this fury, though. Right. So, and then and then Nikki's response is not this is be like that's not true. I work hard. I do this in third in the third and like okay, yeah, that, that's true. But then you uh, you go back and they're reviewing uh, the first episodes of uh, of Total Divas. And their whole the whole thing is like 
their girl's like, bro, you you see this whole thing, and like she's clearly is like a gold digger trying to trap John Cena. <laughs> and then and then you see like and then, so it's like, wow, okay, so like she just completely like even on oh, every like. Like you have to get to the point where you're just like, wow, Natty's just a truth teller. Yeah. She's just a truth teller. Hitting her with that real, as we say. Yeah. You know. Oh man. Um, like it was so funny but, because on on Monday, Natty came out there and called him to say the same thing. You're a gold, or you know, you you slept your way to the top and all other stuff, and then and you know, and you can't be you can't be fair, Daniel, with a match because you know this is your sister in law. You can't be fair. You can't be objective. And then that, Nick, Nicky's response was, and this is a heel, right? You know, heel's supposed to be liars or devilishers, right? right? Nicky's response is, Natty, what are you even talking about? That's <laughs> <laughs> what she just said was 100% true. Nothing she said was, was inaccurate. This is not all, this is not fake news. Oh, this is not man. alternative facts. This is 100% real. <laughs> oh, man. You know, those alternative facts will get you. Jeremy, you were, you yeah. were jumping with something? Yeah, I just want to. I want to give Nikki props, you know, for taking that big superplex on Sunday, and we know her neck is yeah. messed up. Yeah, she uh, she probably shouldn't be taking them bumps like that. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Like she needs to be done after WrestleMania. Like, like I heard I heard Melzer say that she basically she has numbness on one side and tingling. Yeah. She should be done. Yeah. Like yeah. If, she, if she was somebody that was perhaps uh, you know. Uh, Becoming a crowd, a fan favorite on the main event scene, they probably would have. And she and they're not. And it wasn't her. a hand, it wasn't a hand pick, a hand chosen uh, uh, person. They probably would have threw her ass underneath the MRI machine by now. Yeah, they, they would have nudged her out of the business. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they made sure one. she couldn't go to Japan to also compete. Right. You know. You know, Dan Bryan would have would have would have wrestled Okada for. Uh, <laughs> it would have been Dan Bryan, Okada, and, and Omega. True threat, run it. Made have been in the Tokyo Dome this year. Seven stars, right? <laughs> Seven stars. Oh man, uh, what else, what else like, do we have on, on like the Elimination the Chamber? Fucking- like, bro, I'm sorry. I understand. Break the fucking, uh, I, understand scale. I understand that he did do a six star match for a match in the '94. But, bro, when you see a six star, I'm like, so you just read it. Like, I understand you don't know what's happening. Like, you know? you just, just breaking. You just completely breaking your fucking standard scale of of, of, of rating. Like, what are yeah, you doing? New shit. You know. You know, over the top. Kobe system. You know. Uh, what else do we have on on Sunday? Uh, we had Becky Lynch had- and uh, Mickey James had yeah. a nice little outing. Good match, good match. It, it was funny yeah. because you know I, I think highly of Becky in the ring, and I thought like performance wise, like te- from a technical standpoint, like Mickey would put out a better technical performance than she did. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, and we saw her versus Oscar um, in in, in uh, Toronto. Toronto and and during Survivor Series weekend, but it's like wow. That was not no fluke. She and, really... and she was cutting good promos too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to have Mickey James back. Let us see what she can do amongst this but, um, new class of folks. But I ask you, what do you guys think of the 50-50 booking, where uh, the heel loses the pay per view match and then wins the freaking rematch on TV? That's just the way they do these Boy, things. Man. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, you can just look at man WWE. They they just. Backwards booking sometimes. Look at the Dolph Ziggler, Apollo Cruz, Kalisto situation. Oh my gosh, we got to that. They have oh Dolph Ziggler, the heel, in a two-on-one situation. Working for Lightning. 
you're supposed to put the baby face in the two-on-one situation to get sympathy for the baby face and get him over. But instead, they put the heel in the two-on-one situation, and he loses. Heel's not getting over. Baby faces aren't getting over. And it's just completely backwards booking. So I'm not surprised that they had they did backwards booking with the women's match, had uh, Mickey lose at the pay-per-view and then win on SmackDown when they should have probably flipped that. Yeah, man, yeah, that, yeah. That, that thing with the Ziggler, uh, Cruz, and Kalisto, whoever's running that program should be fired. Um, <clears throat> I really, you know what I really think it was? And somebody made mention of this, is given that when you put, uh, oh, what's her name? F-A-B-O-L-U-S. Uh, uh, Carmella. Carmella. Yeah, I, I spelled it like fabulous instead yes. of fabulous, but whatever. <laughs> um, Carmella and, and uh, James Ellsworth. Once you throw in their segments, then everybody that was active and healthy was on uh, on the SmackDown roster, was on the pay-per-view card. And mm. you look at it, and there's no reason why Kaliso's in that match. Mm-hmm. Like, Dolph Ziggler's been whooping his ass, slap, been slapping his skin, whooping his black ass for weeks. And yeah. I thought he was beat so bad that, like, you should have kept him on TV and Apollo Crews fights for mm. Kalisto. Nope. Got to get everybody on the card. And it seemed like the whole intention was to get everybody on the card. Um, they they basically did this thing like... I don't know why they, they insist on reinventing the fucking business. Like when there is an easy formula that you can, you know, abide by. Um, they decided to just go against conventional wisdom. They go against like anything logical that makes sense. Ziggler's already been beating on dudes with chairs. Like, somebody's got to, like, you know, give him the business at some point. And that's the part that makes no sense. Okay, so he fights from underneath as a, as a bad guy. Whatever. He outsmarts, the, he outsmarts the good guys by taking one out. They come, they come back and beat him in the long run because of the numbers game. And then at the end, after he loses the match, at the end he really wins because he beats the hell out of two guys with a chair. Who gets over? Yeah. People that want to see him, those guys get that they don't care about get beat up with chairs. Right. You know. You know who. You know what it ends up flat. Like oh. like Kyrie Irving thinks the Earth is. That's what. That's what it ends. <laughs> flat. And also Dolph Ziggler heel is coming out with, with damn pants that have the American flag on them. Yeah. What? Well. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't um, really get that. Also, man. the crowd was chanting "Thank you, Ziggler," uh, as he was walking to the locker room because you want they ask for chairs. Yep. Uh, so it's all confusing with whatever Ziggler has going on, and he's definitely headed towards missing out on WrestleMania once again in the solo match. Yeah, you, you know, after the program they ran with him and Miz, uh, you know, you would think that he would be leading to something better and nope. being finally getting that one-on-one match at Mania. Fuck but this, no. he's about to end up on the pre-show. Yep. Yeah, he's not even going to be on the main card. Yeah. Like, he might be on, like, he, he might be, might the, be in the battle if role. He, like, if he's in the battle role, then he'll be on the main card. But other than that, nah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so we got to talk about uh, Baron Corbin. He, like, that dude's career is like the ultimate yo-yo act. Like, he could be hot one, he could be hot as the sun the next day for you to say he should win the belt. And then the next day you're like, I don't even want to, I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on, what's he doing. Remember when he was, remember like a year or two ago when he was out here, he when he was on Superstars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just floating. Yeah, just and showing then, up. And then, like a year later, he's gonna—he's hot enough and deservedly so to be in the freaking like title pressure. And then, like, he, and he goes through this, and he's an IC guy, and he, when they lose the belt, and then like, 
Do you think the situation was like he, he lost the belt, the IC belt, and then like they didn't know what to do with him after that? Yes. Yeah, so, so they started they were like, well, we're going to turn him. So we got to have all the heels beat him. So that's why Corbin was pinning him and different stuff like that. You remember, I remember one time you mentioned you thought Daniel Bryan had like the most perfect, like linear, like story arc. <laughs> From the start to a career to oh, a finish. Yes. Dolph Ziggler is the reverse Daniel Bryan because we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. That man goes from here to here to here to, to up to down to, to damn, you should probably get fired at some of, point. He goes from main event to jobber to mid card to heel to face. Like, Literally, all over the map. The reverse Daniel Bryan. Hey, bro, I'm almost, I'm almost assured that he'll be in the main event feud before the, uh, again before the end of the year. Like, he'll get a title shot or some shit. I don't yeah. know, but he'll be in a main event of a pay-per-view for the end of the year. I guarantee, I can almost guarantee you that. And I don't mean like some eight-man thing either. I mean yeah. like like four guys or less. Unbelievable. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure at some point they're going to flip AJ face, and they could. They'll probably run an AJ and Ziggler oh, main event. Uh, so great chemistry. Somebody else I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Baron Corbin. Uh, his performance in the chamber. I think they did the smart thing with him, let him hit all the big moves, but Baron Corbin needs to be called out for exposing the fucking business. <laughs> so as soon as he was hitting all those finishing moves and not going for pins, it was a dead giveaway that, that he was about to be the next one eliminated. I thought I was the only one that caught that. Did you guys pick up on that at all? No. No. I, I, as soon as he started, he didn't pin anybody, I was like, yeah, he's probably going out. I never thought of probably it. The first. Yeah, I never thought of it. Like, go ahead, Jeremy. They, they should at least have had him try to attempt to cover somebody or Get it have him up. kick out. Yeah, something. Because he just hit, he hit his finish and then they rolled out and it was like, okay, he's just standing there now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like whatever, do try, this in why a fight. Is try, why isn't he trying to win? You know, eliminate somebody. It's, it is the elimination <laughs> chamber. I mean, okay. I would say that they probably have him pegged as the young guy, inexperienced, never been inside of an elimination chamber, doesn't know everything that goes on, even though you could say the same thing about, well, AJ Styles was never in a fucking elimination chamber either. But Look, they all got a network. You say he's a young guy, he's never been in a chamber before, so he's inexperienced, and then a a, a veteran like Dean Ambrose. Rolled him up. Yeah, a veteran like in the ring and in the streets, Dean Ambrose. (laughs) Anywhere for that matter. (laughs) He took advantage of the situation, and then... Uh, Bro, he whooped Dean Ambrose's ass. Yes, he did. Now, my question for you... I got a question. Now, given on what happened on SmackDown. So, the whole... In theory, the whole gorilla... The whole ring interest thing is that you have a guy walk from the back and through gorilla, and then when the guy's about to walk through gorilla, there's a there's a monkey that is pressed at, at, at the, that's basically playing all the interest musics. So, he sees Dean Ambrose walking towards the stage, so he decides to press the music, and then that guy walks out, right? From, yeah. the, from the curtain, right? Yeah. Okay, so explain to me how, when Dean Ambrose sets up this whole, uh, what do you call it, bait and switch, where he's about to go fight James Ellsworth, where his music goes off, but then all of a sudden, or your boy, I almost called him Luke Harper. Corbin. Corbin, yeah. They, well, they got well, about well, the same amount of hair. Luke Harper has way more hair than, than uh, <laughs> way more hair than uh, one of them got anyway, in the front, but, the other yeah, one got anyway. in the back. Well, you know, but uh, Corbin walks out dragging uh, Dean Ambrose's carcass out, and I'm thinking like, wait, I thought, am I am I the one tripping here? Am I yes. the one thinking this? 
Like, who? Why would you press this dude's music knowing he's gonna come out there and get drunk out there like a, like he's dead? For for dramatic effect. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, speaking Took of dramatic business. Effect, what do you guys think of when he threw him over the table by the props and all of a sudden the fucking uh, pyro goes off? I just think about the TV blowing up in uh, Amber's <laughs> face. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Wow! You know that that great that great career highlight of uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Oh my god. So we uh, we had the the tag team gauntlet as well. Uh, the tag team turmoil. American Alpha essentially buried the division uh, six feet deep. American Alpha and the Usos should be the match now, but I feel like they've fucked that up so many times when they could have made it hot. I don't understand what that what's going to happen with that. Like I thought it was going to be a perfect time to like debut someone like the Revival, and I was like, I started counting up the teams, and I was like. The Ascension hasn't come out yet. I can't believe this. They're really about to, like, you know, run this, basically a money in the bank cash in, and then them boys lost like suckers. The Ascension should quit. Yeah, they should. Fold it up, brother. Yeah. As I- <laughs> well, I, I've, I've heard that uh, Victor is pretty good. So maybe they just need to get rid of Connor and do repackage Victor. Is Victor pretty good, or did Victor just train at the dungeon? <laughs> I don't know. Daniel Bryan was on the on Talk to Smack mentioning about it. And I've heard other podcasts mention uh, Rick Victor was good on the Indies. Huh? Yes, we'll never, know. Well, like. we will never know. <laughs> I mean, I will say this: they, they are they are truly just like the uh, the Legion of Doom. Where like Hawk is out there, he's a smaller one. He's the one that can actually, he's the one that's actually good. Uh-huh. And then you got fucking Animal slash, <laughs> slash oh, yeah. Connor. Speaking of Animal, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, we. Uh, what else do we have? Well, I guess we can talk about Raw. Uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. It finally came to a head. The uh, the celebration of friendship. Uh, these guys, I think they put in an all time great segment. Um, if we're looking at you know something like this is your life. Uh, and other like kind of comedic stuff like that. They went from every angle from the comedy to building into drama, and then right before the attack, the well, why is my name on this list, Jeremy? I know you watched Walking Dead. To me, that reminded me of when Carol shot that little girl, and she told her to look at the flowers, and then you know, like she turned around. Uh, the little girl basically was already infected, and she was going to turn essentially. So, like, you ain't about to eat me. So the whole deal was she pretty much had to execute the, the little girl. So she made the little girl turn around, look at the dandelions or whatever it was, and then blasted her. And that's kind of what Owens did uh, with the list. Like, why is my name on this list? And then all of a sudden, you know, he was on there. Um, I felt like they heated this up way more than, um, like, the they're, – they're farther ahead right now than Orton and Wyatt. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing. Uh, but what'd you guys think? I mean, because it's been a turn. That's why. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was. Fa- I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I thought <laughs> that when Jericho basically like stops, like he's so wacky and over the top, especially like on Monday, that when they get to the point where all the gimmicks come out with the friendship intertwined thing, that almost that, you know that almost like a sex statue, or whatever. <laughs> never, never mind that it was like a sex statue. But. That was like almost like the, the usher on the last time. Like when two when two become one, it's like oh my god. Yeah. yeah but anyway, so and then he brings out uh, friendship, 
And it's funny he puts friendship on the list, which yep. is, you know, kind of just, you know, uh, meta. But by the time they get to the end of that, and he, you know, he puts them on the list and gets them out of there, and he's like, well, you know, forget all this, all the stupid stuff. And then he says, you know, he talks sincerely. He's like, you know, this is one of my favorite years of my career, and I'm glad to do all this stuff. Like, it seemed like. In one way, it's like, yeah, that's like, he's almost like cutting the fourth, he's almost like breaking the fourth wall, and also he's like, this is like, this is his face turn. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because when that man crosses him, it's going to be, it's going to really hurt. Yep. So, I thought it was great. Um, but I, I, I just thought, like, Jericho was just so over the top of the beginning. Like, he was, he dancing with the, with the girls. Foolish. But that I, hat? Oh my God. Yeah. So, was... yeah. So, Jeremy, what were, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. I thought it was, you know, a very well done segment. I think it was, you know, we were all anticipating whenever the break was going to happen. And I, you know, it happened at the perfect moment. I think it was a perfect thing to really uh, kickstart their feud going into WrestleMania. And it, you know, left me wanting to see what's going to happen next in their rivalry. Right. So... There have been some rumors and speculation as to about, you know, what's going to happen with Kevin Owens now. There's been some speculation that at the beginning of the show, there was a backstage thing with Jericho and Owens, and then Triple H walks up and he pulls Kevin Owens to the side and they talk. Yeah. And they're thinking, like, they're going to have Triple H, Owens, and Samoa Joe together in some type of faction. Um, so he's surrounding himself with fat dudes now. <laughs> wow. Um... So Triple H out here still trying to look like the man, essentially. Like, <laughs> next to these two dudes when they all wrestle each other, like, hold on, there's two fat dudes in Triple H. Anyway, man, I'm not, that's not even... I'm just saying. You know. Is that even a thing, talking about, like, Fat Joe? Fat Joe? I call him Fat Joe. Yeah, someone, Fat so. Joe, fat yeah. Joe, like he's a rapper. <laughs> now, we were talking about Fat Joe earlier with Ruby Von Papoose or whatever, yes. so it's a Freudian slip. But anyway, yep. so... Is it going to be a thing with like Samoa? Is it even a thing with Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens when they wrestle now that they're still fat? Like, I don't no, think I don't think so. But it, it, it just would be funny because you know Triple H about to come out there. He's not about to show up, you know, wearing you know the either the oversized shorts like Joe or, or wrestling or, in a t shirt. Yeah, so wrestling in a t shirt and basketball shorts like yeah. Owens. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens wrestles like he aside from the boots. Like that man is dressed like he's going to go hoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that man's finna go. That man like he's finna go to LA Fitness and start and start. You know, he the, about to run fives. You know, like he's finna. Like, Kevin was like a guy that's like you know, go up there to LA Fitness and literally do nothing but shoot threes. Yeah, run, <laughs> that, pull, pull that uh, the old man Rasheed Wallace run three point line to three point line. Yeah, no, like, yeah, no cuts, no no screens. Like nothing. All no, like he might pass. He might be a good passer. Kevin was might be a good passer. He might have a a good handle, but like he ain't doing nothing to drive. Like if he puts the ball down, let's just to find another spot around the three point line to shoot. <laughs> That's it. He's one of those. He looks like one of those kind of basketball players. So but, speaking of Samoa Joe, um, he had a sit down interview with. Oh, well, I, I have a question. Okay. So guys, uh, better cross, better double cross. Kevin Owens crossing Jericho. Or Sean Michael screwing over Janetti and throwing his head through the, the barbershop window. I think you still got to go to barbershop because he made him think it was all cool. Like they were supposed to be like, like there was already season dissension there. Uh, the uh, super kick is always great. 
seeing and you know, throwing him through the glass window. Right. But they threw him through the glass too. They did. He, he broke. He broke that man head over the Jer. Was it the Jeratron uh, seventy five hundred? Yeah. Well, Marty Janae was really just trying to escape. You know. He's trying to escape. Wow. Okay. You know, like a coward. You know, he's trying to escape. But uh, I don't know. It's just I, I. I'll go with Deshaun because it was like a young guy taking the next step in his career, and like what it led to. So we still got to see where this one leads. Okay. Uh, Samoa Joe did have an interview with Michael Cole, and it was awesome. Yes. Uh, Joe is... It, it jump-started the entire show of Raw. Yeah. Because it was ass until he sh- until he showed up with that thing. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. he was um, saying, basically, you know, tr- you know, Triple A... Cole asked him if Triple H was scared of Rollins, and, you know, is that why Joe was here? Joe basically thanked. Triple H for the opportunity that he was given, and you know he said these guys weren't on Samojo's level. You know he said he's gonna make Seth Rollins miss WrestleMania again, and Joe pretty much is tired of hearing about Triple H, uh, and he basically says he's not like you know like we've always joked about Triple H basically turning on every single guy that he's been affiliated with, everyone, and. Uh, Samoa Joe ain't really worried about that because, you know, they mentioned Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, Batista, Seth Rollins, and the yeah, difference is that, you know... Randy Orton, too. Or he even got Ric Rick Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair also. Uh, Joe the basically... DX. Yep. Joe said the difference... Uh, X-Pac. Yeah, yeah, X-Pac. Yeah, you can keep going. You can keep going. We really could. He turned on Dan Bryan. You know, he wasn't affiliated with him or nothing, but... He screwed uh, that, man. Yeah, he screwed that. He made him think it was all good. He should have came out like the next night and been like, instead of the B plus player thing, should have been like, Daniel Bryan screwed Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, like he was saying, you know, the difference between him and all those guys was that they needed their hand held by Triple H to get the job done, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Um, and basically, Triple H can rely on him, and he's not like no Sami Zayn. Basically, I'm not just happy to be here. And that jump started the feud between them, and Sami Zayn got some interview time later in the show, and I felt like he responded very well. And essentially, when uh, Sami Zayn was talking, I felt like he was in the jump zone the whole time, and he didn't even know it. And then, <laughs> what do you know? Like, it's so Man. funny to see Samoa Joe, like, this dude that, like, anytime, I'm always, like, he's out here being these dudes looking like a mob. Like, I don't, how do I say this? He's like a mob enforcer, like in the suit. Like he, she shows up, he takes off the suit and the tie, and rolls up the rolls up the sleeves, and just big gigantic dude. Like he pound the hell out of you and then sit down and eat a plate of food. Like bro, he's like Nikki Santoro if he was five inches taller. <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen Casino Journey, but that was Joe Pesci yeah. in Casino, like where he was busting all the heads for Robert De Niro. So if they want to go ahead and go go with that, you know, I can ride with that. <laughs> yeah, some more Joe out here busting people's heads. Uh, hey, Sam, Sam real Zane. quick, real, yeah, go ahead, real quick, man. We we need to copyright the jump zone. Yeah, make a t-shirt. <laughs> jump zone. <laughs> uh, next we got to talk about we got to talk about Teddy Long players. Um, Teddy Long is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. You know, he's had a long decorated career. Uh, started in the NWA, and uh, he's been pretty much with every company and every role. He's been everything from a referee to a manager to an on-screen character. Uh, he's had the five-minute white boy challenge. Damn! <laughs> I, I, 
had it wrote down in my fucking notes. Damn it. Damn you, Rich. <laughs> he also had, you know. Oh, we're going to ask you now. Rich, yeah. Rich and Jeremy, is, is, is the Theodore Long 5 Minute White Boy Challenge a Hall of Fame gimmick, yes or no? Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! They should have brought well, you know. Ronnie Mac, the thugging mugging Ronnie, the thugging and mugging Ronnie Mac. You know, I think he said the thugging and mugging of jazz too before. Like they said, like I was watching something. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Was there a five minute white woman challenge though? <sighs> I don't know. Okay, then. there, there, there was, there wasn't. But I'm, I'm sure if they kept going on that direction, I'm sure they would have. Yep. Like yeah. jazz destroy all y'all. You know, he had a decorated run as a SmackDown GM for all those years. He hit that dance. A bunch of times, and he had a, profen- a propensity for making tag team matches or going one on one with the Undertaker, or, or, and, la- and or later Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. Yeah. Um, what did, What do you guys? Uh, what, what do you guys remember about Teddy Long? And you know, kind of reflect on his time. Well, you know, growing up, you know, rem- remembering him as you know the black referee. Yeah. I'll remember him as that growing up younger, and then you know as. He, Getting older, you know, you talked about, you know, him and Roddy Mac and Jazz and the five-minute white boy challenge. <laughs> uh, like, Goldberg should walk home and be like, yeah, congratulations on getting to the Hall of Fame. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Just shake hands with them. They don't even but have I mean, to acknowledge that. They just, you know, just make it an Easter egg. <laughs> but I think I think the most his most memorable stuff will always will probably be the general manager run, you know, <laughs> making the tag matches, the Undertaker matches, the holla holla, the play of play, doing the dance. Yep. So I mean, yeah, I'm so- happy to see Teddy Long going to Hall of Fame. I think he deserves it. Long career. And Teddy Teddy Long was always suited and booted out there, dressing like he was yeah. from the Midwest <laughs> or the country. Yeah. So I have two questions for you guys. Um. Is Teddy also to go along with what I asked you about about the uh, about the five and five foot challenge? But okay, so since you since you just got into WWE Hall of Fame, I'm going to ask you, you know, about his eligibility for other Hall of Fames. Is Teddy is is Teddy Long also eligible, or do you think he's a quality member or should be a part of the Chopper Suit Hall of Fame? Yes, his suits always looked like they were a little big. He always ran. But he was always a lot fresher than a chopper suit. But you know the thing with him was he was dressing like that old style. Like he was dressing right. like all them cats. Like like when you go like Google if you Google image two thousand three NBA draft. Right. And you look at the picture like everybody got drafted. You see all everybody like the end of everybody's jacket like in like he never let that go. Like maybe like four inches or six inches above the knee. <laughs> like yeah. that's what you get. Like all these things are like it's almost like a two like a like a like a like, like tall. Tall tees except for shirt, except for jackets. Right. Like he, was, but he, right. but he brought that style in the in the two thousand and the two thousand tens and shit. Yep. So, um, and another question is, so I'm sure you see we, anybody that's seen any WCW Teddy or anything else. Y'all, he also, um, I, I have to ask you about his uh, about his credentials when it comes to the Do Rag Hall of Fame. <laughs> You ain't gonna give me an answer. Or you gonna laugh? Yes, <laughs> yes. he's definitely a member of the Do Rag Hall of Fame. Uh, Is he also a member of the Do Rag with, with the tooth with the missing teeth? Teddy, <laughs> Teddy, look, Teddy came a long way with them with them, no. with them choppers, with, okay. and I don't mean suits. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean with those teeth. 
Teddy Rag, uh, yeah, Teddy Rag. Uh, he is in the Durag Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. He is, he will be a, a part of Durag History Week yeah. uh, later in the, later in the year when we celebrate. Is he also okay? So another one. He managed is, Undertaker. This is a, it, there's going to be a special wing of the of the uh, Durag Hall of Fame. Okay. He's one of the guys, he's also one of the guys, and I only had the Durag, but like he also wore the Durag without actually tying the Durag. The, what, yes. held, what, held, what held the do rag down was sometimes a goddamn headband. <laughs> <laughs> looking like looking like Joe Rule. I hate this saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to use it. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. We can move on. Unbelievable. Oh, uh, so shouts out to Teddy Long. Teddy Long, if you hear this, uh, it's all in good good nature, fun, good ribbon. Uh, yeah. So trust out. me, he's been ribbed worse in that in that business being who oh. he is. Oh my god, yeah. yeah, yeah. I imagine the the level of uh, racism he had to face uh, going up, you know, and then you know up and down the road with some of them assholes. Yep. You know, <laughs> it, it was funny to me, like hearing so many stories. Like one thing I don't get is like, how is JBL like the guy that's is like hanging out with Teddy Long and hanging out with Ron Simmons and hanging out with like the Godfather? backstage and hanging out with the Undertaker but like he decides like okay like I'm I'm my gimmick is I'm going to be like the racist guy that's going to build a wall to keep Mexicans out I don't I I, 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 I was saying racism has no like logic you can be racist against a certain group of people but not other like I've actually yeah. been involved with certain women that I just had in times with because they like didn't have the light messages, but like it made no sense to me. Like I don't understand. But anyway, so you know exactly what I'm talking about, Rich. But anyway, like so I don't understand. I, I just don't understand. I don't get it. Like you think that like I I don't I don't understand. I don't get it. Like how is it cool? I, I don't understand. Like I'm gonna run this gimmick about like keeping Mexicans out of Texas and, and America. Yeah. But meanwhile, like, like, you was sad team partners with, with, with Ron fucking Simmons. With like, Farouk. Fuck know, that. You know, were great. <laughs> with Farouk. Yes. Fuck Ron you know, Simmons, Farouk. You know, bliggity black out there. Yes. <laughs> as yes. black as he gets. Like the fake Nation of Islam guy. Yes, that yeah. guy. The fake fruit. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, but, Maybe they'll do a 24 special on it. Oh, shit. Uh, Enzo Amore uh, also um, he also gets another award this week for exposing the fucking business when he was trying to attempt to go over the top rope um, he is and then the he worst. went up he- and then he went up heavy as a sack of, te- of, of I don't know sack of an- anchors yeah. anvils like that man was an anchor anchor to that match you know you know stopping yeah. it from rising the fuck up to get over um Enzo Amore, can, can WrestleMania be his last match? No, of course not. Like, of course not. Enzo should never be in a one-on-one match. Enzo ever. should never ever. be in a match. Ever. Um, like he's a spot monkey. He's a he's a backyard wrestler. Yeah, literally, bro. I feel like I could train for six weeks and be, and be able to hang with Enzo. Or you it, might not be, be able to. Like, well, the one thing I'll give him is he he will bump his ass off. Like I don't know if you want to yes. talk like yeah. that. Yeah, he takes an ass whooping, but, but, but that's it. Like but, that's literally it. He he, he can he knows how to look, sell, he can sell pretty good. Look, I ain't worried about that. I ain't taking no bumps. I'm going over. You know, if, I, if I'm a wrestler, you know that is my gimmick. My gimmick. What is your gimmick, Rich? You know, I win. You know, top to top talent. Top talent. Okay, here we, all right. Here we go to the beginning of the show. 
real quick. What's up? Can we go to the beginning of the show real quick? What you mean? All right, Stephanie comes out. She does a promo, and then Reigns brings yes. his ass out there. Oh, my God. And <laughs> they go back and forth or whatever, and then it leads to a uh, it leads to a handicap match or whatever. I just, like... I thought they were going to feed feed them to Reigns and have him single-handedly beat both of their ass. But that's one of the issues. Like, okay, so he pretty much did it, and they won the match, or they said it was a DQ, and then, and then by the end of it, he is killing both of them with his bare hands, two on one. The tag champs. Yep, the best tag team in the world, quote unquote. <sighs> I, I just don't understand it. Like, it, it, what makes it worse is like he comes out and he cusses. Like, are we sure that Roman Reigns isn't a robot? No. Like, what are what were, what odds can I get on Vegas that he'll be exposed as a robot like sometime in the next five? You probably get years? A, you probably get fifty to one. Fifty to one. <laughs> yeah. All right, I might I might be up on that. Fifty one seems like pretty good odds. Like, bro, he comes out and it's just like just this robot, like just pure guy, just pure guy, like AI learning on the fly, trying to figure out how this goes. And then, but the, the part really has got Roman Reigns gotten any better in the last two years? In the on the mic? Yes. No. No. They don't let him even try. They they got the point. Like it's almost like in the old days. Not even old days. You look at a guy that used to be a bad promo or a guy that we thought just was like either a blob promo or, a, or an average promo or a just a... Actually, no. You look... Let's do this. Guys we thought were bad promos in the 90s, right? Undertaker and Goldberg. They come out one time per year, just about, and they talk, and they do a great job. I'm, I'm digging holes and I'm taking souls... <laughs> Undertaker. I know he came back the next or the next time I then did the gurgle thing or whatever. Right? He did the gurgle <laughs> thing or whatever. Right? But he cut the promo he cut a good promo and people care. Goldberg comes back and cuts like the crazy like one of the best promos of the year when he comes back in November last year. Yep. Or October, whenever that was, for, for Survivor Series. Roman's here every single solitary week. Nothing. And they can't even. They can't even trust them to do anything. Nothing. It's, it's just so weird, man. I just don't get it. And then, um, after he looks like he's about to intimidate, cow stand over and tower over to intimidate Stephanie, the club comes out, and then they, and then Gallows makes a fucking <clears throat> reference to you can't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones. I want you to guess what year that song came out. Nineteen sixty-seven. It's called sixty-nine. My God. The only reason I would say the '60s because you said the Rolling Stones. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't. I, like, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't. I, whatever. I just. All right. Now we can get past this because Roman Reigns is done for the rest of t- uh, TV that that week. So we move on. All right. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. We will be back. Uh, Jeremy's gonna sign off. Jeremy, you got anything else you want to drop for the um, for the uh, listeners? I just want to say, uh, keep checking out socialsuplex.com. We got some new writers. Uh, shout outs out to Tavon and Omar. Dropped some pieces this week. Check it out. Good work, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, and we're, we're having our Wrestling Squared Circle uh, celebration tomorrow. So, Tampa folks, you know, we're going to be at Leroy Selman's. Everybody else, you know, link up with the people in your groups. And let's see the pictures in the group tomorrow. And let's uh, celebrate wrestling and friendship. It should be a good time. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, good talking to you, and uh, we're going to keep the show rolling. All right. 
All right, man. See you guys. Yep. See ya. Peace. All right. So um, let's keep going. Uh, I, I guess I didn't have to pause it. But Jeremy's phone was dying. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we just run it. Um, uh, it looks like Jeremy's phone was dying, so uh, we had to move on. Um, but um, where were we at? We well, we had backtracked to the beginning of Raw Correct. and Roman Reigns. Like, yeah, talking about yeah, the the tragedy of Roman Reigns. The tragedy. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the shit. disaster that is Roman Reigns, dude. Like um, George Animal still just died. Yeah, he did. Like yeah, he did. yeah it's about, like Snooker just died and just left like mur- unanswered murder. You talk about tragedy. It's about a guy that just sucks on the mic. Damn. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's ruining the business? You know. <laughs> um. So we've got to go to the top story, uh, James. You're you've been on record as a huge Bailey fan. Uh, uh, Bailey wins her first women's title Monday night, just kind of out of the blue. I imagine you have strong feelings about this one way or another. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised because you know I, I mean, I got to tell you guys, I. I did not watch Raw until the re- or the last two hours of Raw until Wednesday because I was watching watching it in when they bring out Reigns and that stupid shit and then they followed up with uh, a Bo Dallas match even if the New Day's in it correct but a Bo Dallas match and then they 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 start off nine o'clock hour with with Mark Henry versus Braun Strowman like they they definitely don't want me to watch yep. like I'm sorry yep. they, that was an ass that's, that's all they told you that was a complete... we don't need your viewership James yeah so right? <laughs> I um so I said I was gonna get to it because I I for you know as as I uh, turned to an important to see I thought oh yeah they're gonna have a Bailey title match I'll you know I'm pretty sure that'll be good so I'll go back and check it out and see you know what's going on because other guys were not on like Samoa Joe and um. You know, it, it, it ended up getting spoiled for me by going through looking at Twitter. But, you know, I still went back and watched it. And that's when I've caught up on everything. And I, you know, it was a great match. It's a great match. Um, the crowd was into it. Um, it's a shame that the first hour was so bad that they ran, the first hour and a half was so bad that they ran viewers off. I, I really feel like they did. Uh, but, you know, you say what you want, but like, about, you know, whatever is the main event for a show, but, I mean, if they execute and, they, and to the best of their abilities, you can't really blame the, the talent for it. They did their job. Right. Um, we had Dana Brooke come out there to try to run some interference, and Sasha came out and yeah. even the odds. <laughs> Maybe that's laying the groundwork for something else uh, future to come. Uh, with Sasha getting back involved with the title picture, uh, Bailey winning her first title on Raw, it was a surprise to me. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. Uh, I, I would have saved it. Yes, I would have. I would have let it build uh, even more. I guess that's just a casualty of ha- them having to split divisions. Uh, they've got. It's a, also a situation where, all right, how many more times are you gonna beat her? Right. Uh, you don't want to. The their logic seems to be you know Daniel Bryan got over became this huge star from losing. Yeah. Those people aren't Daniel Bryan. Regardless of what any any strategy they think, they tried the Daniel Bryan strategy on Roman Reigns. They tried it with uh, with Dean Ambrose before. They've tried it with Dolph Ziggler. They've tried it now with with Sami Zayn. Now they're trying it with Bailey, and it's just like, no man, like like. But <clears throat> I felt like you could have 
put her in a situation where she was losing, but it was, like, dirty. Like, it wasn't her fault. Like, she she should have had to, like, at least beat Nia Jax, like, on pay-per-view. She should have had to, like, go through a couple obstacles to get to Charlotte, like, at some point. But they don't want to beat, but the thing is, they don't want to beat Nia. Yeah. They're still, they're, like, has Nia lost on, has lo- Nia lost she's, a single match yep, yet? she's lost to Bailey before, but, like, on TV. It, yep, on TV, but there was, like, interference and all that. Like, they didn't let it, uh, it was when Sasha came out and, um, she was sitting on the top oh, row. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, Bailey that's hit, right. hit the slam. That's right, that's right. But that was like a month ago. Right. Or like, that's, yeah. that's almost like a different storyline from this one now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but like, the reason why I brought it up is like the whole thing is like, all right, well, they don't want to beat Charlotte. Well, they don't want to beat Charlotte on pay-per-view. And then they don't want to beat Nia unless when they do it, some stupid like a distraction. So, like, who else she going to beat? She can't, and then she can't beat Sasha because Sasha's a friend and they never, they're not going to wrestle yep. until one of them turns on each other. So they don't let Summer Ray wrestle on TV. Summer Ray's not on TV. <laughs> Emma's not on TV. Emma, Emma, Lena, whatever you want to call her, is not on TV. Paige, Alicia is, Fox ain't Paige is, yeah, Alicia Fox is doing this thing with Tyler or Noam Dar. Alicia Fox. Yeah, and then you also who's the other uh, one? I'm just forgetting. And then Paige has a neck injury. Yeah, a neck she, injury. And who knows who even come back? Right. So, <laughs> like, who's that leave for her for Bailey to beat? Yeah. Um, so you you look on you look at. The Royal Rumble, and she loses clean to Charlotte. And then you look at the next, the very next day, and she loses to Nia Jax because of was it some stupid, some stupid? Wasn't was it a distraction beat? Charlotte came out there. Yeah, some stupid like that. It's like, all right, well, her stock's plumbing, and she's a baby face. People gonna start start forgetting, believing in her. Like it say it serves you no point if no one care no one believes she's gonna win that she's gonna and thinks she's the loser if she gets to WrestleMania and wins. And is Charlotte's just gonna win this title back at Fastlane. That's the next question. And and they're really gonna try to make Charlotte like a sixteen time champion in like a year. Like this is this is absurd. Like this belt is like looking bad like the universal title looks right now. <laughs> it might be it might be some situation where something's gonna happen. Like it'll be some situation where like, I don't know, Sasha Sasha comes in and punches uh, Bailey in the face during her match, and then yep. it's a, Charlotte preserves her her win streak via DQ. I, I, I feel like, and then turns with Brewway or something like that, and then somehow, or nah, I, I you know what's know. gonna we'll happen? Like, I feel like it's gonna be like some type of like sunset flip thing, right? And then a draw? No, it'll be like <laughs> it'll be like she was trying to hit Charlotte, but she accidentally hits Bailey. It's gonna be like kind of like the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. In a sense, but like with different dynamics, and Charlotte's gonna gonna, like gonna some, sneak out with the title, like Brett, and Bailey is gonna be like, you know, the Undertaker in a sense, like she's gonna get fucked out there, and then Sasha's gonna be like Sean, and it'll be like, yeah, you you about to turn now, like you know, mm-hmm. even though you weren't trying to do this, but you clearly hate Charlotte, but you're eventually gonna run it with Bailey too. I have so many balls in the air for this thing. Like I don't. I mean, I I, I get that. You know, I it, looking back at it, we'll, we'll probably go back at it in the WrestleMania and be like, or probably a month after WrestleMania, and look at it from knowing what the story is and be like, yeah, they probably should have saved this. But I don't know how you build Bailey when there's nobody you can have her beat. Right. There's nobody you can have her beat on the main roster. Right. Uh. Yeah. Um. What else we got this week? Uh, you mentioned George Animal Steel passed away. Uh, 
send our condolences to him and his family. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you added it in, in, in his family because I'm gonna be like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure those condolences do him real well right now. <laughs> oh man. Um, so we we've got uh. Should, should we like do our we? Oh yes, we've also forgot to talk about we we had another new champion crown uh, this week, and it is Naomi, who after years of being passed up, of being having her timing like just thrown off by injury or lackadaisical booking or turns or just other people getting in the way, uh, she finally is wearing a championship. James, when this happened, how shocked were you at this? Um, okay, so I knew she was going to, or I was like shocked because given the layout of the match, once she gets, you know, once she, or I mean, obviously given the end of the match, it was so fucked up because I don't know what the hell Alexa Bliss is doing, but, um, once Alexa Bliss dodges out the way to split leg moonsault and then goes to do her flip-de-doo deal, that's her finisher, and then she catches knees. Like, I was like, holy shit, Naomi's going to win. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, because, you know, it was built just like any old regular old Raw match or TV match. So, like, you knew, you pretty much knew, like, once this happened, like, this was going to happen. So, um, she wins, and, you know, I was really happy. And, I mean, she cut a, she cut a, um, a, a really nice promo. She cried, and the crowd really enjoyed it. And, um, I think I don't know how much of it they enjoyed that she won, or how much of it was they enjoyed just the fact that they got a title change. Right. Just to see, uh, but um, it was it was it was really fitting. Um, this, is, this is somebody that you know I thought you know she could have been champion at different points throughout throughout, but specifically, specifically three years ago to the day almost, but before WrestleMania thirty, yeah. uh, when her she had got uh, her eye socket injured by Oksana. Uh, and then she was replaced on pay-per-view by Cameron, and then she ended up eating the pin the next month at WrestleMania 30, Naomi did. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Paige won the title the first day, and then they had to turn Naomi out for that. Yeah. And it was just like lost cause from there. But, um, yeah, uh, shouts out to Naomi, comes into WrestleMania right, as champion. And, I remember right, Paige and, um, and Naomi had a pretty good match pay-per-view sure once. Sure did. And then it, I don't think anything happened after that because they were like, let's put AJ and Paige together again. <laughs> um, I wonder how people really liked that, that that dream match at the time, quote unquote. The, a- the Paige, AJ. AJ and Paige. Yeah. Was, you know, I was they, there they in real had, time. They had one good match. I think like, it was a SummerSlam. They tried it. Yeah, they, they put them together so many times that they only had one good pay per view match. Yeah. yeah and, that was, and the reason why I think that match is good because, like, Page debuted a brand new finish out of nowhere. Like, she hit her with that yeah. rampage. You're like, oh. Yeah. Um, we've got the Battle World next week. Um, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, we had the triple threat on SmackDown, James, uh, with Bray Wyatt defeating John Cena absolutely clean. You know, I think that match, like, given the way the commercial breaks were, I think the commercial breaks in that match kept that match from, like, getting, like, a four-plus star rating. Oh, yeah. The match was that good. Like, you see the match, and you see where, like, but the thing is, like, the where they took, when they went out and went to commercial and came back, like, there was clear building that happened to keep that crowd losing their fucking minds like that, but we never, we'll never see it. Mm-hmm. But, like, but it's basically, like, the whole thing is, Wyatt comes out, Luke Harper shows up, super kicks him, Slap beats him up, in. 
and then they go to commercial break and they come back and AJ Styles and Cena are in the ring and you see they clearly been doing something because crowds crowd chanting this is awesome and they're still in the middle of going <laughs> and then right and then they start wrestling and um you know people are starting near falls are happening and crowds losing their minds and then they go to commercial again after a set of near falls and then next thing you know they come back and you see Wyatt laid out on a table and then AJ dives on him doesn't break the table Krause has one more time he gets back up on the barricade jumps off gives him a leg drop and it breaks the table and then like the crowd just, this is awesome and he's like wait a second this match got three different this is awesome chance and he gets to the end and you're like wow this is a really good match and then uh, you know Wyatt wins but it's like like what happened what the hell happened during these commercial breaks that we just missed there was clear, there was clear, like, Probably some, important, some raw shit, yeah. There's clear important stuff that ha- must have happened that we just missed out on, but, you know, whatever. I, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Yep, yep. Um, I'm trying to think, what else, uh, we have to cover this week? We, I think that's everything. Yeah, yeah, that, that was pretty much everything. That might be it, yeah. Um, I'm gonna show James some of these, uh, matches from New Japan. Uh, this Hiromu Takahashi and Dragon Lee match, these guys came out there and attempted to kill each other as soon as the bell rang. And it was just, like, unbelievable, uh, the amounts of risks they're taking. I don't see those guys wrestling another five years, but you never know what could happen uh, in these days. Uh, but if you got, oh, we got one question from uh, Nicholas Guerrero. Let me pull that up. Um, what's going on to Nick? Submits questions each week. All right. Um, he says, who do we think will be the world champions when 2017 is over? Like, from current day till New Year's Eve, who all will hold the belts at some point? So, I guess we should start with the WWE title, since it's the real belt. Um, <laughs> okay. So, right now, we've got Wyatt. <coughs> I would think that we're going to get Orton. So, we have, so, we've had eight. Okay, so, we're just going from this point forward. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Orton, AJ, and... You think Cena's going to win again? No, I think Corbin's going to win it. Yep, from AJ. That's fucking gross. It is. Uh, and that might... I think Corbin loses it. He's got to lose it. He's, he, and he'll lose it back to AJ. Is Corbin the most mediocre dude they've ever... Like, okay, let's say he gets the belt. No. Is he the most mediocre dude they've had win the belt in the last five years? Let's see, five years. Um, Sheamus is miles better than him. Yeah. Um, Reigns is way better than yes. him. CM Punk, of course, is better than him. Uh, all right, you want to just go through the lineage of the title then? Sure. We can, we, see, you right, you want to go this. that belt and Cena? you want to add in the world title as well? No. no Cena, is, C- okay. Because it's that belt. Cena, CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, to Rock. Del Rio, The Rock. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Cena had the belt. Um, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, uh, Brock, Ray. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rollins, Reigns, Sheamus, Triple H, AJ. Oh, wait, who took it off? Reigns. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. De- or sorry, Dean. Or sorry, Dean oh, Ambrose. He got it too. AJ, yep, Bray, close. Is, he, is he anybody even close to on that list? I would take Bray Wyatt in a big match before I would take uh, Baron Corbin. I, 
Yeah. Chris, like, bro, like... Yeah, I think I think AJ ends the year as a champion. Like, he, he, he's so, AJ will come back and beat Corbin. Dude, Corbin is like... If you're going to put him in there with anybody, it should be AJ. Corbin is like... Like, he is like, you know... He, he is like... Like, this, like, he sucks charisma out of the air. <laughs> Vacuum. <laughs> uh, so let's go with the universal title. So it looks like Goldberg. He's like dark matter. I mean, that's, it's a nerd thing over your head, but whatever. He's like he's like <laughs> dark matter or anti matter, whatever you want to call it. He's destroyer of any, of all things compelling. Whatever. Uh, I think we've got Goldberg winning the belt at Fastlane. Of course. Brock. Of course. Reigns. Of course. Strowman. I think Strowman ends the year as a champion. How is Strowman, like, even though Strowman can't, like, he couldn't lace, he could not lace Corbin's boots. Why is he so much more, even though, like, he's a drizzling shit, but, like, I'd rather watch him be a champion than watch uh, Corbin. I think Even though Corbin's going to have better matches, I'm more, I care more about matches than anything else. Braun Strowman so has weird. charisma, begrudgingly. He has charisma. Like, there's something like when he, when, he, when he fires up, people believe him. Does he have charisma, or just he's a gigantic mountain of a he, mountain of a man? Yeah. Is he just a gigantic? He's just a gigantic mountain of, of of meat and muscles, and like, yeah. and and Vince only knows how to book those gigantic right. meat heads, right. lunks. He's right. only good at like. Right. Uh, did we? We didn't. Oh yeah, I, and I account for money in the bank. I, and that. Corbin like, will win money in I, the bank Vince, on SmackDown. Like, Vince doesn't know how to book guys unless they bust nuts when they're under, underneath a bench press. Like that's, that's, <laughs> I, that's I, they can only get around. They can only get aroused by a squat rack. Like that's the only thing. It's so, it's so weird. It's so weird, bro. Oh man. Uh, yeah, but uh, so the universal title we had. Yeah, Strowman. I don't see anyone beating Strowman until Royal Rumble next year. Uh, That's gonna as far be as the time frames, maybe Balor sneaks a, sneaks a win in there. I have to say Balor instead of Braun. Like they got to be at the point where they realize that they can, like there's only so many smoke, so much smoke and so many mirrors that they can pull off the Braun Strowman thing. Like yeah. that's almost like the Andre thing. Like bro, you put Andre on TV enough times, people will be like, "What the fuck is this?" Speaking of that, uh, Andre the Giant documentary, Simmons is going to oh, yeah. be doing it. Um, I don't know about you, but I I saw the Andre the Giant uh, documentary when I was a kid on Annie. Is it really going to be that much new information? Is it going to be interesting? Like, is it is going to be like you know WWE is going to want their history protected? Uh, and this myth, you know, I wonder if they're going to really go into how tall Andre the Giant was. He was wasn't he six nine six ten? Bro, he's six foot fucking nine, and I don't care what anybody. Yeah, says. he's like six nine six ten. And they were saying that man was seven foot four. Of course he did. People were not, everybody lied about height. Yes, I remember. This one, remember like, how he was six seven six eight six four. He's my height. Right. Um, he basically, I've heard, I was reading different things. They were talking about how Manute Bowl wanted to take a picture with Andre the Giant or something. And they rushed Andre the Giant out of the building. Or something <laughs> like <laughs> So, like, and, and like, oh, Vin, no. they, they didn't like Andre taking pictures with, like, athletes. And, of course you know, not. Not no basketball players. Right. And, like, there was, like, a time when he was next to a cop, like, in New York or something, like, that was, like, in Madison Square Garden. And there was, like, so the cop 6'8". Or or is the cop and he was like right there neck to neck with Andre and we're like yeah that cop's like six eight like <laughs> so and it was just like you know let's we'll see how truthful they are with this and you know if Simmons is behind it 
there's going to be a level of uh, of care that's going to be done taken with it. Uh, I'm interested to see who they get to contribute to the uh, actual documentary. Are they going to come out here with these ridiculous stories? Are they going to talk about the time Bad News Brown almost had to slap that man some skin and whoop his black ass? Uh, you know, for the whole racism and all that. Wait, what? Like, basically, uh, he called uh, Bad News Brown the N-word. And Bad New Brown was like, pulled his fucking bus over and, and, and challenged Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant ended up apologizing to that man because he didn't want none. And, you know, Bad News Brown, you know, that man was like Olympic judo guy out there. So he don't give a fuck about no Andre the Giant. Like, <laughs> uh, so we'll see how it all goes. Uh, got anything else you want to throw in there, James, before we get up out of here? I got a question. So, how do you think they're going to do this Hulk Hogan shit at WrestleMania? Oh, my God. If you brought up Andre, so he's like, Hogan came to mind. It's almost like you can't bring up Tupac without thinking of Biggie. Even though I think of Biggie all the time without thinking of Tupac ever. Correct. And we have a Biggie show uh, that we need to start working on. About a little under a month from now, it'll be 20 years since Biggie's died. And I I feel like we could do a a best Biggie uh, song. Uh, tournament as we did the Michael Jackson one, and I think that was gonna be pretty. I think we would have done more of those. Yeah, that was really fun, especially when I was talking about Michael Jackson doing the fucking lean, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, as far as this Hogan shit goes, oh, man, I, I don't know, man. WrestleMania, they could roll him out at the Hall of Fame. I think they bring him out at WrestleMania. And then, like, the New Day or The Rock comes out and, like, oh basically, like, puts an arm around God, him New Day and, and Hogan. Bro. Oh, they, my they God. Already, they already had New Day come out there and then present for freaking uh, the, the Freebirds. Free so, apparently, that's what they're doing. Oh, speaking of, all right, speaking of uh, going out and speaking on behalf of uh, black people, what are, you, bro, what are they doing with these, uh, with these, uh, <laughs> Black History Month things with all the black, all the black people? Like, oh my god! Dude, they just, it feels like they got them reading cue cards. And not, not even that. So they start before they even get to the cue card reading or the sit down cue card reading. Byron Saxon they, has to be the they one have, to introduce. They have Byron Saxon talk, look dead to the camera, and then talk, or they have, or they have we'll talk, look dead to the camera, and talk about the, like talk about Black History Month, and then they'll cut to the, all the wrestlers. I guess that, that's why they got them brothers on TV. That's part of it. Yeah. It's absolutely part of it. That's also part of why Teddy Long is getting to Hall of Fame. Like, mm-hmm. they have a quota on They're like, yeah, you gotta... Yeah. Yeah, you gotta quota. Like, like, I appreciate that, but at the same time, it's like, you know... Like, I mean, but they... I mean, it's been ex- it's been explained, or not explained, but like, it's been talked about, like, they have a quota. Like, they will be a, they will be a, a person of color slash black um, person in the Hall of Fame, and then there will also be a woman, a female will also be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Time. I mean, I have no problem with that. Right. I mean, given the, given like how the business has been so fucked up, um, that you know, yeah. there's, there's not enough to go around of opportunity, except for you know they're getting better now, but compared to back compared to back then. But like, it's just so weird. Is like, I mean, you guys realize it's Black History Month. Like, you guys could you know. Put white people on there to talk about the same contributions right. these, these people have made to have, that are black as well. Like, be nice. It's, it's not against the rules. Like, it'd, it'd you know, be nice. like they're supposed to be the, the whole reason why you have this month because like so many people inspired the entire country. I thought, right? No, that's not. Yeah. That's not. That's not how it is. You know, no, I like to see Stephanie McMahon on there. You know, you know, she's a great talker. You know, I mean, whatever. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, look, do you really want that? Yeah, after all, Stephanie, Stephanie walks up on the big show and talks about it like he's like thinking that that's Andre. So, yeah, who knows? That's true. That's true. I'll never forget that one. That was a clusterfuck. Yeah. That was a complete clusterfuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I too would like to see uh, some uh, non African American per- performers. Uh, coming out there and talking about that stuff, like they literally just rolled them all out too. It was like Alicia Fox. It was Mark. I'm sorry, I can't say her name without saying the entire like that new now. day. Mark Henry, bro. Mark Henry, like he needs glasses to read that that damn cute them damn cute cards yep. too. He like I mean, yeah. visual media. Yep. This isn't a visual media, yep. but like just imagine like somebody squinting, like yep. James Winston, squinting with, like, with their head leaned back, kind of. <laughs> and it was just like I don't know, man. They felt like. At least they did so something weird. new new this year, and it wasn't like the, the, just the regular stock footage they rolled out pretty much every year. Even though they did play some of that, it, it's a lot better effort, I think, than their piss poor efforts on the network. And then, and then another part is like, okay, so like they bring the black people out, they like they read the cue cards, but then they also have them like read off the stuff that's like that's. Oh, there's something want, else I want to bring up. You might want to Google, you might want to, like, you know, hit the wiki a little bit better than that. Because, like, they said that Rosa Parks single-handedly started the the, the civil rights movement. It's like, oh. It, okay. Kind of, sort of, not really. Like, I get from, 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 from the whole, if, if the perspective is, like, like civil rights, is, like, if you're going through the whole thing, like, okay. Like, if we talk about American history and then we treat it like the typical, in, any public school that you go to where, like, there's slavery, then with the Civil War, then we don't talk about black people, like, they're like, we know we don't talk about Reconstruction, we don't talk about none of that shit, and we just, like, basically, we just pretend, like, yeah, we, we, flat, like, we, like, black people, like, we, yeah, we fought, we fought a war over them, and then, like, we just dropped it, we let that shit go, and then, like, we just, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, the 50s, get over like, it, and then we come to the 50s, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, yeah, and then we, and then pick, and then, that, yeah, like, that's where we just, then we pick up right where we left off from there, a hundred years later, but whatever, oh, or 90 know. years later, but, yeah, from that perspective, if, if that's the history, uh, yeah, for sure, yeah, she did, but, like, nah, she yeah. didn't at all, like, um, <laughs> also, WWE mentioned that The Rock, Won an NAACP Image Award. Oh yeah, on their <laughs> on their pay per view, but in WWE canon, Rock's not black, apparently. But you know the loophole about that is right. What's the loophole? Samoans are people of color. Yeah. <laughs> so so please colored but not black. Please. <laughs> I'm saying that's look, how, that's how that works for them. Look, Rock went to University of Miami, and his dad' last name is Johnson. Like I don't, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> and, and he lost his hair. And the best part, and the best part is about about listening to these podcasts. Like uh, Ross or Pritchard is a uh, like Pritchard, like Ross or Jim Ross basically came up with the whole idea of like him. Like the Rock, mm-hmm. the Rock is basically whole is is taken from basically like Deion Sanders. All right, like he's like prime time. There's prime time. And there's Deion. There's Rocky Maivia, and then there's the Rock. Like right. that's pretty much where they he got that from. Like obviously they're not too much like other than being cocky pricks, but yeah, you know, yeah. 
I would have liked to see a rock version of the Must Be the Money video, though. That would have been uh, really epic. I mean, I mean, I guess you could say that Wyclef John, uh, he doesn't matter. <laughs> on, that note, on that note, uh, that's going to end the show. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, and yeah, I- I'm done. I can't follow that. <laughs> Later. Peace. <laughs>